0: Thank you for tuning into the podcast. As always, I'm grateful for your interest and your support. This is the first in a series of podcasts about living with the coronavirus. My whole family has it, along with me. I've had it since Tuesday, December 29th. The only one among us still standing is the dog. Fortunately, our symptoms have been relatively mild, which is to say we don't have breathing difficulty and we're not hospitalized but this has not been easy, it's no cakewalk. COVID is unlike any illness I've ever experienced before. When COVID first came to our house, we had a conversation as a family about how we would receive this experience. It started with me and my older son. We decided that we would not use words like battling COVID or defeat COVID or fighting COVID. Rather, we are living with COVID. We recognize that the virus is in charge, it makes the timeline, and we respect its power. We have asked it to be merciful to us while it sojourns with us. We recognize that this is our fate, but we also recognize that we can make choices about how we're going to make this journey, and part of our choice is to trust in God, and have hope and trust that God can transform this unfortunate event into an opportunity for wisdom, for grace, for blessing, and for growth. I would like to use my experience with this as a teachable moment, as I believe that illness can be a time of spiritual insight, birthing deeper compassion, experiencing solidarity with our fellow human beings, and deeper trust in God. I hope this will be our experience I also recognize that that is not an inevitable outcome. For some people, when illness and suffering come, that's all there is. There might not be growth, there might not be wisdom. There might only be enough energy just to deal with the suffering in the moment. And I don't understand why that is. That's very mysterious. That's the mysterious side of God. Why can some illnesses be an opportunity for deepening and others, it's not. I just don't know. For this podcast, I'd like to reflect on how the experience of having coronavirus has taught me in a new and deeper way what I call the five life lessons. The five lessons come from the work of Father Richard Rohr, and I learned about them when I made the Men's Rites of Passage a decade ago. Richard discovered that all male initiation rituals across cultures around the world in some way teach boys who are on their way to becoming men, these five lessons. The elders recognize that a boy must accept that if he is to be mature and grounded in reality, compassionate and conscious of the limitations and possibilities of the human condition, he must learn these lessons. If one does not learn them, we inevitably rebel against these hard realities of life and thus cause harm to ourselves to those around us and to our planet. The five lessons are life is hard, you are going to die, you are not in control, you are not that important, your life is not about you. I'd like to briefly unpack each one and share a short reflection on how my experience with the coronavirus has brought that lesson home to me. Number one, life is hard. Pope Francis observed that God is always merciful, people are sometimes merciful, and nature is never merciful. A hard reality of life is that history and Mother Nature do not care about our hopes and aspirations. They do not care about our plans. They do not care about what we have spent generations building up. They will mercilessly tear it all down, and they will tear it down quickly. Most people on this planet live with this reality, this hard truth, every day of their life. Life is a daily struggle and hangs by a thin thread. In some way, I am experiencing this now. A microscopic virus has put everything in my life on hold and has the power to destroy much of what I hold dear. Number 2. You are going to die. This, ex- this experience has put me into a container with others who are also making this journey. I've been surprised as I share with people that I have this, that others who have it or have someone in their family who has it. So I'm in this container with these people and I know that not all of us are going to survive. My family and I have relatively mild symptoms so far, but I have to live with the possibility that this could still take a turn for the worse and I could be within inches of my life very quickly. Number three, you are not in control. This illness is like nothing I've ever experienced before. I do not know what is going to happen day to day or hour to hour. I might wake up feeling better and then be knocked out by noon. I feel waves of symptoms come over me randomly. My sense of taste and smell is seriously blunted and I don't know when I'm going to get it back. My doctor told me to prepare for the fact that it could be gone for months. I have no control over what's happening and I realize that any notion that I have control over really much of anything is an illusion. I am subject to much larger forces. There is ultimately only one entity that has control and I'm not it. Number four. You are not that important. I am one of millions of people who are suffering with this, and I get no special treatment. I am just as vulnerable as anyone else. So far, I have been lucky, but there is nothing that could stop this from becoming a very serious situation. I am subject to the whims of the virus, just as anyone else is. And number five, your life is not about you. Rather, I am about life. We are about life. Plagues teach us that everything is interconnected. People, non-human creatures, the entire planet, we are all connected. None of this revolves around any one individual. And if someone tries to live with the illusion that life is about him or her, that causes tremendous damage because it's an assault on reality. It's an assault on truth. These five life lessons are the wisdom that comes with initiation. I knew these in my mind but now I'm living them in a very deep, real way. In the end though, I come back to the wisdom of a saint to whom I feel especially close right now, Julian of Norwich. She lived through outbreaks of the bubonic plague and also confined herself to a little cell attached to her church for thirty years. She is one who can relate to what we're all going through now. Despite everything that she experienced, She affirmed her hope and trust in God by saying, All shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. And I too believe that so shall it be with us. Thank you for listening and thank you for your prayers. With that, let's go into a moment of quiet meditation.